Hey folks, Matt Hunsaker here for another episode of the State Tax Show. Today, we are on part three of the series on software, and we'll be discussing taxation of ancillary services. Hey, thanks for all the feedback on the software series. I wasn't sure how popular it would be. I mean, lots of you don't deal with software, but nevertheless, these episodes have been downloaded just a ton of times. In the last two episodes, we touched on whether software would be viewed as a service or should be viewed as a service instead of a taxable article. And we'll get back to that again down the road in future episodes on cloud computing. But today I wanted to talk and just briefly about sales taxation of services that are connected with the sale of software. And I'm just going to be talking about this from the sales tax perspective. And we may get back to this down the road from the income tax perspective, but not today. So when you go out and buy software, you often buy a host of services that are related to that software. And keep in mind that I'm talking primarily from the perspective of your companies, not your individual software purchases. And those services could include installation or training on how to use the software or consulting services on how you might integrate or tweak the software to meet your needs. And then there are maintenance contracts. Some of these are support for troubleshooting bugs, and others might be for periodic upgrades. And the difference between those two will matter. Let me just say that the best way to describe how these services are treated is an unholy mess. I really wish I could tell you exactly how states deal with this, but there is so much nuance just from state to state, and not just on how they treat software-related services generally, but also on how they treat specific different types of software-related services. But we can make some generalizations here, as long as you run down the specifics for your particular situation. Keep in mind that most state statutes are set up so that, by default, Services are not taxable unless they are specifically enumerated in a statute as a taxable service. So that is our starting point here. And based on this, in a lot of states, software-related services are simply not taxable. But in other states, particularly states that aggressively tax software, including custom software, these related services can be taxable. And there are a few different ways that software services can be taxable. First, and this is the most obvious, the state may just outright list it as a taxable service. And there's not really much you can do about that. That is just a policy issue that you're going to have to deal with. But in many states, the software services themselves may not be taxable. So, for example... If you were to provide software consulting 
to a customer but not sell the software, then that would be non-taxable. And it's pretty easy to see this when you have one person selling the software and another person providing the services. But if you also provide the software, then that link between selling software and servicing that software may cause those services to become taxable. And this is typically going to be the case more with things like um, maintenance contracts or installation, where that service really is intertwined with the sale of that software. So you can have situations where some of your software services are taxable and some are not, just based on the nature of the services and how closely tied they are to the sale of the software. Another way that services can be taxable, and this is where you need to pay close attention, is if they don't have a separately stated price on the invoice, and they're on the same invoice as the sale of the software. This is a common theme throughout sales tax. This isn't just software specific. If you bundle up taxable items with non-taxable items, the taxable items will often, I don't know if this is the right word, but taint the non-taxable items and make them taxable. And the only way to get around this is to make sure that the invoice or contract has a separate charge for the non-taxable services. Where I see this breakdown so often in my practice is that the technical and purchasing teams don't talk to the tax teams. And if they could get together and make a simple tweak to some of this language, it would prevent a ton of headaches. So if you are a person finding yourself in that position more often than you'd like, feel free to share this episode with your colleagues on the business side and remind them that you need to be part of the contracting and invoicing process. Well, that's it for this week. I'll probably be back in the news next week and then hopefully we can get back into the software series. I don't know if I'm going to be releasing episode Monday. I am heading down to Louisiana this weekend with my older kids to help muck out some homes from Hurricane Ida. So I may be a little delayed in getting next week's episode out. But remember, good things come to those that wait. Until then, have yourselves a great week. State Tax Show Podcast is produced by Baker and Hostetler, LLP, and is for informational purposes only. It is intended to inform our clients and other friends of the firm about current legal developments of general interest. Issues discussed should not be construed as legal advice, and listeners should not act upon the information contained in this podcast without professional counsel. In some jurisdictions, this podcast may constitute attorney advertising. Please visit BakerLaw.com for more information about our practices and experience.